Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. I have to tell you, you, you are sitting on a stack of books and my kitten is around. So if something bad happens, I apologize. <laughs> awesome. I love the, the, per, the, the, the exclaimer at the very beginning. Just by the way, this could go sideways. Yeah. It, and it probably will any minute. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, for thank taking you. some time and, and joining us. I'm having um, wine, if that's okay. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm coffeeing it up. I've got a, a, a super busy night after this. I've got um, a bunch of uh, writing to do and a bunch of, uh, yeah, just a bunch of stuff, a bunch of BCIT things. and yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah. It's going to be one of those nights. So, um, so I, I guess right to it, Jesse, thank you again for coming on and, but talk to us about, creating or co-creating rate your room rate your rate my skype room like was it was it just was it just a matter of like hanging out with 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 a friend and saying like wouldn't it wouldn't it be fun to have something like that like how did it come up yes yes um so my partner in crime um he lives in dc and i live in vancouver so um we had newly (laughs) decided to be a couple just before the pandemic hit which uh, was um, end of February, March. And then we got home from a trip uh, a week before Justin Trudeau closed the borders. So there was that. And then, um, so, but we had always, um, for that entire three weeks when everybody moved from the studio into the home office. Yeah. um, Everybody I knew, even my mom was, sometimes snarky, sometimes nice, but they look so different when they're not in the studio. And um, everybody was kind of doing it and everybody was sort of stuck at home at that point. So a lot of us news junkies would have the news on all the time, of course, in the background, working from home or in the beginning when everybody was, the offices were all closed. Um, And so uh, it was a Sunday, April 12th, and it was about at noon and we were just randomly talking on the phone and he said something like, oh, you should see so-and-so on MSNBC right now. They have laundry in the background. Can you believe it? That would be a six or something like that. And then he said, you know, maybe we should um, start a Twitter account and rate the rooms. And I said, oh, like, who's going to No, We don't have time. Nobody's going to like that. The, the pandemic can't last much longer. Right, <laughs> I right. I actually said that, right? Three weeks in. Um, and like nobody, you know, why? So he said, okay, come on, let's just give it a try, set it up. I actually physically did it from my place in Port Moody. Yeah. And, uh, we, we said, see, that was another thing too. Um, Skype was kind of on the way out and zoom was just coming in. Right. So rate my Skype room was kind of, if we had known, you know, one of those hindsight things, it obviously would have been zoom or another platform. Right. But yeah. at the time, Skype seemed appropriate. So um, uh, we, we just, the handle, rate my Skype room. Um, and I think the first three were just shitty screenshots from his TV um, of, I can't even remember who the first three are off the mm-hmm. top of my head. And I think one was a six and one was a seven and something like that. And, you know, a few people laughed and got the joke and, um that night, um, I think that was our first 
political one. I did a Lindsey Graham, just really bad. I dropped the F-bomb, <laughs> really didn't care because not a lot of people were, were tuning in. And it was, um, everybody seemed to like it. So we kind of played with that over the next few days a little bit. We kind of got a little political and we're both left-leaning. And so we, you know, the Republicans or the people we didn't like would get very low marks and we kind of played with that and yeah, yeah. put that in a little bit. Um, and then um, Claude, he has background in photography. So we, we didn't make it all up. Some of it was <laughs> legit, like lighting, camera, uh, height, angle, all those kind of things that photographers would need. So we kind of threw that in. We got a couple um, little sticks going like at a plant because I work in a nursery um, things like that. And the end of the first week, I think we had a couple thousand followers, just friends, people we knew on Twitter, people I knew from my little tiny Twitter account. Yeah. Um, he has a bigger Twitter account in his other um, job life. Yeah. And so a lot of those people, but still it was maybe two or 3000 at the end of that first week. And then the second week, I think it was up at five. We hit, I think three weeks in, we hit 10,000. That and it, it <laughs> like who would have ever thought that such a simple idea would blow yeah. up like it did? Yes, and like slightly I, snarky I, I, and yeah, like I know. just checked you. You have over four hundred and ten thousand people following yeah. you on Twitter. It's I insane. Know. Know. It's been a ride. <laughs> it's great, especially because we, you know, and people are like, "Well, we there was no planning at the beginning." I mean, we had a scale of t one to 10, but I mean, I look at stuff that we did back then and we would never have given it that now, now that we've become seasoned for right. well, season for um, of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we've, we've gotten uh, bolder, I think, because we've turned up the political stuff. Like it's yeah. now part of what we do. And then, um, and then of course the pandemic dragged on and then other world events, Trump was in there at the beginning so we, we always were a little political. And as time went on, we kind of threw that in a little more current events and things like that. So it's, it's um, still about 80% room rating, but 20% we've kind of evolved yeah, yeah, current yeah. events. And so what are the key components to getting a 10 out of 10? Um, not a Republican, <laughs> not a right winger, <laughs> pretty much. Um, let me think about that. Um, I would say. I think I just saw your cat in the background. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. going to make an appearance anytime. Oh, she definitely did. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the easiest things are uh, there's two um, zeros usually that we call them. One is, and they're both easily fixed. Um, one is hostage video room, we call it. So <laughs> it looks like there's nothing in the background. Like Cory Booker had, uh, he, he was very infamous for, you know, just absolutely nothing or, or one thing or something. So um, hostage, hostage videos are what we call something lacking anything. And it looks like somebody's being held hostage. So we have a lot of fun with those. Um, and some um, abductors are nicer than others and will have one thing, but it's still considered a hostage video. Um, so basically don't, don't stand in front of a blank wall. That's, right. I mean, it sounds, you know, easy, but a lot of people do it. Like it's, it's not infrequent. Yeah. Um, and then 
Um, I would say camera height. So a lot of people, we call it the nostril view <laughs> because you can, the camera is so low that you can see right up their nose kind of thing. So the camera height makes a difference. And actually sometimes it's so low that you can't see the rest of the room and it's really good room. So just little things like that, lighting, lighting, yeah. lighting, um, adding something cute, um, quirky, a plant, a pet, a kid. You know, we started, um, one of the things that has changed over time was in the beginning of, um, I would say the first couple months, there would be people working from home that would have, she's, she's literally carrying <laughs> my coach apart. Um, there would be people that would have the kids run in uh, at time to time or a dog barking or cat photobombing. And, you know, there would, a lot of people would love it. And we, of course, would give points to that because everybody liked to see it. But there was still that undercurrent of, you know, it's not very professional. And, you know, that's supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to be doing a serious interview. <laughs> and what's really evolved over time is people have really become much more chill about that kind of thing. Sure. Um, because we all have it. We all suffer from it. And I think the one thing the pandemic showed us was we're all kind of in it together. I mean, it showed the opposite too, but as far as people trying to do the home studio, office, um, living room, sometimes bedroom, kids, pets, you know, daily life, um, it's, it's a lot more people, you, you rarely hear that anymore. Oh, mm -hmm. that's really unprofessional that your kid ran through the room yeah, during yeah. a call. I you can't know? believe you're so, a real person. Why, yeah. why would you have yeah. real things happening around you? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But there was some of that, like, you know, make, you know, we can't, you know, the dog barking is distracting or something like that. So, I mean, the things like that, we started giving a lot of extra points for, and yeah, yeah. It's, that's been the, that's been a lot of fun. It's and, now, and that's attitudes have evolved. Yeah. And, and now you were saying off the top there, it's spun into a new book, how to zoom yes. room. Like, yes. Super that was exciting. another thing that just happened. Totally. So we kept going up. Um, I mean, we would have um, times where we wouldn't get as many followers for a while. Um, we had times where Jeb Bush decided that he didn't like um, a rating of somebody else. And that made the, uh, the Washington Post. His, oh, no. Nice. Yes. So then it started, go you know, we have, you know, little things like that that happened that we get slowly rising to the 400,000 followers. And then the book was, um, you know, lots of people had suggested it. And we had always, first of all, we hadn't thought the pandemic would last this long. I know, right? <laughs> right? Oh, God. So it just keeps going and going. And we've sort of entered a bit of a hybrid now where some offices are going to have uh, people working from home to save money overhead, especially, um, you know, Vancouver. Um, so it's going to be around for a while. And I think um, that helped us because um, our publishing company wanted us to do a how-to. And I mean, asking two people who are not interior decorators to do a how-to book on how to Zoom your room, it was a little scary at first. <laughs> I bet. Right? Because, uh, you know, it, it was, um, we've memorialized it a little bit, but it was mostly supposed to be for a wider audience because obviously Twitter is our thing, right? Mm. So we, it's very practical. It's, it's tips. Like I just mentioned the camera height. I mean, I've the stack of books. I have um, my 
iPad on right now. Um, Bill Clinton, Raymond Carver, and Ted Kennedy, <laughs> the thickest ones I have. Yeah. So it's really, it's, it sounds amateur, but it does the trick. If I had the, the iPad, you know, down yeah. here, you could see up my nostrils and that's the easiest thing to fix. And that's what we talk about in the book, things like that, really practical stuff that you don't need a fancy home office to do. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people have really nice studios, um, you know, and they do that kind of thing for a living, but um, somebody with a stack of books and an iPad can at least get some of the basics, right? Right. Yeah. When I, when I got like a seat Fox, uh, you know, I, I, this, this room that I'm in was, was our, our spare room. It was just a spare bedroom. Mm -hmm. And then I bought a bunch of gear from bro Jake who was doing rock one one mornings at the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I, and I was like, well, when I started the podcast, I started doing some Skype, like you say, Skype originally, you know, I wanted to keep it very, you know, you got a rage poster, you got my logo, yes. your guitar, got Zep, but that's it. Yeah. Like I wanted to keep it very low key. I wanted to, you know, I, I'm excited to see, but it's perfect for, but it's actually perfect for what you do there. Yeah, totally. You know, that's the other thing too, for somebody who, um, uh, like for somebody that with like, you're going to do very well. Because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What, Guitars what, and, and those posters. Yeah, it, it all, I mean, it's exactly what people expect. Of yeah. It. Uh, yeah, what, exactly. What, what have you been binge watching during the, the pandemic like what oh what are the shows um, it's like all oh, these are like i'm i'm going through four or five tonight um ozark for sure i was so happy when ozark came back um i've gone down kind of a, a i call it a my guilty little secret road <laughs> um i have to turn off the news a lot of the time i mean just especially now so yeah. um have you ever heard of love is blind on netflix love is blind no love is blind so it was actually a, a social experiment of if you could fall in love with someone without ever seeing them oh. so you so you actually have to get to a point where you have proposed to the other person before you ever see them what but you get so to they have a bunch of text with them and, and write of, them and all that kind of stuff you just no, they they put them in a pod so they have a room but it's separated by a wall and so oh. they can see and talk to any of the 12, I think, or so in the, in the rooms. And they actually have to live together. The, the girls live with the girls. It's kind of reality, um, psychological experiment. Anyway, I went down that rabbit hole last week and stayed down it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two seasons. You know, like those train wreck shows are just like so easy to watch. It is because you know what I get, uh, you know, obviously the 24 hour news cycle. Right. And it just, it, we've had, I mean, if you think about it, we've had for me, Trump was traumatic for the world. Yes. He was pretty traumatic. So from Trump, the time I don't join Twitter the day after the election in 2016, oh. um, I had, I guess I had a profile before, but I, I went on Twitter, which ended up changing my life, obviously in many ways. Yeah. Um, just um, a friend had said to me, you know, you're going to need help to deal with this trauma of Trump. And we didn't even know how bad it was. And what a, what um, a train wreck. I know. And he said, you know, you'll find like-minded people that are as upset on Twitter. Twitter's not like, you know, Facebook, it's very political and you might like it. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> fast forward six years. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we've had, I feel like uh, North America well, and the world has had one trauma after the other. So we've had um, trauma might be too strong a word, but we've had Trump. We've had the pandemic. We've had, um, you know, the clown convoy. We've now got World War Three. We've had catastrophic climate change events um, in BC. So I feel like things and fires. Yeah. Like it's just constant, like one after the other, you don't even really get a break. So for me anyway, I just have to turn that stuff off. Like just, just, I have to watch something like housewives or something completely opposite for at least an hour a night where it just gets. Yeah. I think everybody's kind of at that point now. I mean, I was certainly pre COVID. I was kind of almost like that. It's just too much sometimes, you know? Are you are you a big sports fan? Are you, you who's your team? Um, oh, this is also sad. Um, Green Bay Packers. You're a um, I yeah, I know. I want well. It's kind of bad now. You got you got the cheese. <laughs> you got the cheese head somewhere in the house. Come I on. actually, um, it's in my office right now because I couldn't look at it for for a while after Aaron Rodgers and everything of yeah. all the seasons. You know, Spe- anyway. speaking of traumatized. Okay, yeah, and and I went after him. He, you know. We only followed three people ever. We followed, um, uh, we each got a choice. So I followed Justin Trudeau and um, Claude followed um, uh, Obama. Sorry, Joe. (laughs) And I got, I got Aaron Rodgers because of being a Green Bay Packer fan. So I had to unfollow him (laughs) and it was very traumatic. It was, it was, it was a dark moment. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what? It, it was something. It was a public breakup, if you will. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very public. Who's the most so famous we, person that, that follows you on Twitter? Oh. Um, Do you know? You know, we've had the most famous person, I would say, that has uh, replied or retweeted or liked was Hillary Clinton. Whoa. But she doesn't follow us. But that, um, I think it was three weeks after we started. Uh, I gave her a nine. Mm. Like looking back on it, that would not have happened today. But anyway, I did. I gave her a nine, and um, it was like like at that time. I think we were just hitting maybe six or seven thousand followers, maybe closer closing in on ten. But it wasn't that many. But that was a very popular tweet, and I had done it just before I'd gone to bed. And of course, um, Claus on the other side of the continent, so Eastern time. It was all you know. I'm three hours behind so um i think my for whatever reason my phone kept flashing and even though i wasn't looking at it my alarm hadn't gone off so i finally looked at it at about 5 30 a.m and i had like 17 people including my mother <laughs> texting me hillary replied <laughs> like That's what awesome and, so that and- was that was the first and probably for me my favorite celebrity or famous person moment for sure yeah, and it's it's moments like that. That's the reason why the account is as big as it is. And like when Jeb Bush yes. was going off about shit, like that's the stuff where people are like, "What is this account?" Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like you I think we confused that. a lot of people. Yeah, but it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious. Uh, uh, you know, outside of you know what you're known for, like what mm-hmm. was the music in your house as a kid growing up? Oh, um, <laughs> my dad. Uh, well, he's my dad is a former Baptist minister. Okay. 
So there was nothing other than gospel music. I do remember when, was it, who was the, it wasn't Johnny, who was the country star that kind of crossed over into Christian music, he and his wife? And oh. we got to listen. Um, Dan Hill? I, I can't he, remember. Wasn't he married now, to like Faith I, Hill for a while? No, we're talking like way back. Oh, way like, back. Oh, way back. Um, anyway, it'll come to me. So that was probably sure. the only piece of music in my house that wasn't um, at, like Christian. Yeah, interesting. Wow. So yeah, so we- I would I, when I was in grade seven, um, everybody was listening to ACDC, and I remember just because I was that kind of kid, um, I would. <laughs> I would be in my room and I would turn up Highway to Hell as loud as I dared. And I remember the one time my dad, um, we're fine now, but my one, uh, he came storming in and what are you listening to? So anyway, yes. So. Wow. So what, I know. Was, what was your first concert then? Um, actually, uh, the Kinks came to Vancouver and I would have been. I lied and I said I was going to my friend's house and her mother covered for us. And we took the bus to the Pacific Coliseum and I can't remember who opened for them, but it was the Kinks. I know. And at 14, what was I doing listening to them? I think it was because someone, someone drove us and dropped us off. I do remember that. I think it was my friend's mom. And I honestly don't know why that would have been my first concert. My second one was Brian Adams. Oh, nice. And it was the first concert in BC Place. I'm, I'm really aging. No, myself. seriously, you saw the first ever concert <laughs> yeah. in BC Place? I believe it was the opening concert for BC Place. And wow. it was super, you know, I'm pretty sure it was Super Tramp and Brian Adams. And honestly, I don't remember who opened for whom. Yeah, you would probably think it would be Super Tramp. I, you know what? Yeah. And Probably. I'm not sure it was, but anyway, that was my second ever concert. Wow. You know, it took me, it took me till like, when did GNR come to Vancouver and play BC place recently, like four or five years back, six years. Something yeah. Like that? I think five it, or six. It took me till then to see a show at, at BC place. You're kidding. Never, never saw a show till oh, then. Wow. Royal blood opened up for, for guns and roses. You know, I've wow. seen like probably 500 shows, a thousand shows maybe over my life. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it took me forever to go there. And only because everybody that ever said anything about that venue was like, oh, dude, it's the worst, the worst sound. Like, mm-hmm. it's just shitty sight lines. It's so far away, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, like that. None of that sounds like a ringing endorsement. I don't really want to go. No. Yeah. Was it good? I thought it was all right, but I was pretty drunk. <laughs> okay. So- <laughs> I do remember the complaint was that for some, for some reason, the shape of the... Yeah, uh, like it's something the sound that had the bounces weird yeah. or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. That was always the the big complaint. But I, I spent a lot of my teenage years stoned as well. So yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, well, growing up um, re- religious, I wonder, are you now? No, you, you know, I you used know? to be. I was going to say I spent quite a few years um, trying to be an atheist. Yeah. And I still, I would still say that I tend that way, but I, I do sort of identify more as agnostic. Oh, um, I admit, I don't know everything enough to 
say that there's nothing else there, you know? Sure. Um, so I just feel I'm not searching actively at all or anything like that. I'm not one of those people looking. Um, I just don't feel I personally know for sure what's out there and what's, what's going to happen after life. You know, yeah, that's I'm pretty sure probably nothing, but you know, there's always, there's always a chance, but I'm, I, I don't like organized religion. I don't like churches. Um, it's just, I've seen a lot of hypocrites in, yeah. in my life. So I'm kind of tending not to want anything to do with organized religion. It hasn't really done a lot for humankind, in my opinion. Not really. Yeah. I mean, take away Pretty religion much. and there would be less wars and death and yep. everything else. But yeah, I, I didn't grow up, yeah. uh, I didn't grow up, um, you know, going to church or, or any of that stuff. The only time I ever went to church was like, you know, buddies would, uh, they'd be going to like apex ski resort and I'd have to go mm -hmm. to you know, church that Sunday prior to, you know, to them going up to the ski hill, if I wanted to yeah. join them kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the reason I ask is I, I'm curious if you believe that aliens have visited earth or if they even mm -hmm. live, live among us. No, I don't believe they live among us. I think that's another reason I, I don't, I don't know enough to, um, to say for sure one way or the other. I'm, I don't think they'd be stupid enough to visit us, frankly. You know what I mean? I think they know, I think that if, if there is intelligent life out there, they probably just are going to let us blow ourselves up. <laughs> yeah, they look at our, us and go, dumb right? asses. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I think that if there is intelligent life out there, I think it's way more intelligent than us. And I, I'm pretty sure we're not showing much of that. Yeah. They're like, no, we'll, we'll move along. We'll move along. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, I'm going to respect your time here. I'll ask you a couple more questions and we'll wrap it yeah. up. Okay. So I want you to tell us a near death story. We're like, holy shit. I could have just died there. Um, everybody, almost everybody that I've talked to has one. Yeah, actually I do remember I was, um, my girlfriend and I were 15 and we had 16 year old boyfriends who had their license. And I do remember going down a hill in Port Coquitlam and hitting um, the brakes, uh, gave out or jammed or something. And I just, I remember the boy in the front seat said, we're going in and we hit a concrete block and um, the vehicle was heavy enough. So it didn't completely submerge into the dike at the bottom of the thing. Of the hill. So I do remember thinking when he said we're going in um, or we're going to hit or something like that, there was a moment there in my 15 year old yeah. uh, self that I thought, okay, this actually might be it. And my parents have no idea where I am and they're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dying regardless. <laughs> Honestly, that was probably what I was more scared of. <laughs> Oh my God. You know, I was just up in the Okanagan uh, visiting uncles and my mom and, and all that and friends and stuff. And uh, we're driving from Peachland going towards Summerland. And this biker uh, in front of us was going like 35, 40 K on the highway. And I'm like, real slow to slow, you know, don't hit the guy. And eventually he gets up to maybe 50, 60, a Jeep passes me and kind of fucks with him a little bit on the, uh, gets yeah. into his lane a little bit. And then the, uh, the motorbike started to get up to like 80, 90, 100 to keep up with this Jeep. And he's swerving into the oncoming lane. And I'm like, oh, man, this is not good. This guy looks like he's it's drinking. Not gonna end well. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to end well. 
And it's just the ever slightest corner. Uh, if you know the area, it's right by where that yeah. uh, the abandoned uh, uh, Chinese food place is there. Mm-hmm. And it's the ever slightest corner. And, and I'm with my kids are in the back. My wife's in the, in the passenger seat. And I'm like, there's no way he's making this corner coming up here. Yeah. And sure enough. 90 K. What? Just drove straight off the highway, right into a ditch, right into like prickle bushes, like, like blackberry bushes, probably ended his bike like at least a couple times. I saw the bike flip a couple yeah. times, but he probably drove through these thorn bushes for at least a hundred meters, at least, maybe more. Of course, I stop. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's no yeah. way he's going to be alive. Yeah. But, you know, I go up to Buddy and he's, he's there. He's got a cut on the bridge of his nose. There's a bit of blood on his face. His ankle's broken. You can see it's broken. Yeah. And so I start talking, I'm like, buddy, are you, are you okay? What's your name? Do you know where you are? You know, all these regular questions. Right? Do you know how lucky you are? You're not dead. Oh, a hundred percent. And I'm like, uh, you know, he's like, get me out of here, man. Like I'm all, I'm okay. I'm like, dude, your leg is trashed. There's no way you can walk on that. Not only that, I've already called the, the ambulances <laughs> on. No, no, no ambulance, no cops, no cops. He's drinking. Right. So oh, but anyway, oh. I saw that. that, that was one of those, like, you're never, ever. Oh, <laughs> that your heart just oh yeah so close yeah uh okay last last question i know you just went to hawaii yeah where's the next vacation planned does it feel good to um, get out of here and actually you know feel actually yeah it was wonderful um i had been the last time i had been away other than victoria last year had been to ocean city in 2020 um we we want to go to paris we we actually want to celebrate the book by going to Paris. Yeah. Um, and we had planned to do that when we finished it um, uh, last, the writing part of it in September and then, you know, October and then Omicron, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So um, we haven't gone yet and we're going to go. Cool. And, and well, when is the book? <laughs> please, oh, God. Yes, exactly. Help the, Knock help wood. The, the, <laughs> Like, when, when is the book coming out? Do you have that the release date? Uh, yeah, June twenty fourth. Oh, it's soon. Yep, um, we got galley copy. Nice. Um, yeah, which is kind of exciting. And the pre orders, um, the the pre orders are available. I'm sorry. I keep yeah, I saw that, that on your uh, on the rate your Skype room. Uh, yep. It's pinned on your on your Twitter account. Yep. Yep. So we're really excited. Our illustrator is actually the the one who made it what it is. I mean, the um, illustrations, it started out because um, of the issue with screenshots, of course. Permissions, uh, one big thing. Secondly, the screenshots are mainly of poor quality. It was just people, what people sent to us or what we snapped off the screen. So um, uh, Claude had worked with um, our illustrator Chris um, on the billboards that he puts up for his political action committee. And it was just the perfect fit. And so it's, the illustrations are absolutely beautiful. So it's, it's quite a work of art. We're excited. That's great. Yeah. I can't wait to see that. Um, You're easy to find beyond, you know, the rate your, your, your Skype on on Twitter, simply your name. And that's, is that Jesse Berry? How do you pronounce your last name? Yes. 
It's it sound it looks like it should be exotic, but it's just it, like the man's name Barry. Yeah, it looks like it should be like Barry or I know, something like Bahre. that. Barry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can do that if you want, but it's not. So it's Jesse B A H R E Y R E Y on yep. Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks again for doing this with us tonight. Thank you. And uh, we and will we'll see do you the online. Reading. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank have a great you. night. Talk to you soon. The Toddcast Podcast on ToddHancock.ca.